Welcome to Audio of the Divine Principle, a daily reading of the Divine Principle, which is the core text of the Unificationist community. Section 4 The Period of the Divided Kingdoms of North and South and the Period of the Divided Kingdoms of East and West. Because King Solomon was led by his wives and concubines to worship idols, the United Kingdom of Israel was divided upon his death, having lasted only three generations. The Kingdom of Israel in the north, which was founded by the ten of the twelve tribes, was in the position of Cain, while the Kingdom of Judea in the south, which was founded by the remaining two tribes, was in the position of Abel. This was how the period of the divided kingdoms of north and south began. The Christian Empire also began to divide in the third generation. Charlemagne's grandsons perished into the three kingdoms, the East Franks, the West Franks, and Italy. The descendants of Charlemagne were in bitter and constant conflict with each other. The remnants of the Christian Empire soon coalesced into two kingdoms, with Italy reverting to the rule of the East Franks, the kingdom of the East Franks flourished greatly under Otto I and came to be called the Holy Roman Empire. Claiming to be the heir of the Roman Empire, it ruled parts of Western Europe and sought to secure dominion over both politics and religion. The Holy Roman Empire stood in a position of able in relation to France, as the Kingdom of the West Franks came to be called. The Northern Kingdom of Israel was founded by Jeroboam, who had lived in exile in the days of King Solomon. It was ruled by 19 kings over some 210 years. Through its repeated assassinations, its short-lived royal families changed nine times. Not one king was righteous in the sight of God. Nevertheless, God sent the private Elijah, who prevailed in the contest with 850 prophets of Baal and Asherah on Mount Carmel, when God sent down fire upon the altar. Other prophets, including Elisha, Jonah, Hosea, and Amos, spread the word of God at the risk of their lives. Yet since the northern kingdom continued to worship foreign gods and did not repent, God had the Assyrians destroy them and took away the qualification as the chosen people forever. The southern kingdom of Judea was established by Solomon's son, Reboam. Its royal house continued in one dynastic line from David to Zedekah, producing many righteous kings out of the twenty who ruled the kingdom for its nearly 400 years of existence. Nevertheless, a succession of evil kings, combined with influence from the northern kingdom, led to much idolatry and corruption. Consequently, the people of the southern kingdom were taken into exile in Babylon. In the period of the divided kingdoms of north and south, whenever the Israelites violated their covenant with God, straying from the ideal of the temple, God sent many prophets, such as Elijah, Isaiah, and Jeremiah, to admonish them and move them to repentance and internal reform. However, because the kings and the people did not heed the warnings of the prophets and did not repent, God chastised them externally by sending Gentile nations such as Syria, Assyria, and Babylon to attack them. During the parallel period of the divided kingdom of East and West, the papacy was corrupt. God sent prominent monks such as St. Thomas Aquinas and St. Francis of Assisi to admonish the papacy and promote internal reform in the church. Since the papacy and the church did not repent, but sank further into corruption and immorality, God chastised them externally by letting the people fight the Muslims. This was the providential reason behind the Crusades. While Jerusalem and the Holy Land were under the protection of the Abbasid Caffrit, Christian pilgrims were received with hospitality. After the Caffrit collapsed and the Holy Land was conquered by the Seljuk Turks, cries of alarm went out that Christian pilgrims were being harassed. 
Outraged, the popes raised the crusades to recover the Holy Land. There were eight crusades, beginning in 1095 and continuing sporadically for about 200 years. Despite some initial success, the crusaders were defeated again and again. The period of the divided kingdoms of north and south came to an end when the Gentile nations took the people of Israel and Judea into exile. They put an end to the monarchy in Israel. Likewise, at the close of the period of the divided kingdoms of east and west, the papacy had completely lost its prestige and credibility after the repeated defeats of the Crusades. Christianity thus lost its center of spiritual sovereignty. Moreover, since the lords and knights who had maintained feudal society were decimated by the Crusades, feudal society lost its political power and vigor. Since the papacy and feudal lords had spent enormous funds to pursue these unsuccessful wars, they were left impoverished. Monarch Christianity began to erode. Section 5 The Period of Israel's Exile and Return and the Period of the Papal Exile and Return By falling into faithlessness without repentance, the people of Israel failed to realize the ideal of God's nation founded upon the Temple. To make another attempt at fulfilling this will, God had the people suffer hardships as exiles in Babylon. This was similar to when God had the Israelites suffer as slaves in Egypt to restore through indemnity Abraham's mistake in the symbolic offering. In the period of the Christian Empire, God worked through the Pope and the Emperor to establish a kingdom prepared for the Christ at the Second Coming. God's intention was that ultimately they would bequeath the Empire and the throne to the Messiah where he would come as the King of Kings and build God's kingdom upon that foundation. Yet since the Emperors and Popes became corrupt and did not repent, the Popes did not lay the foundation upon which the Emperors could stand as the central figures for the foundation of substance. Therefore, the foundation for the second advent of Christ was not established. To begin a new dispensation to restore this foundation, God allowed the popes to be taken into exile and suffer captivity. In the earlier period, nearly 70 years elapsed from the time King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon took into captivity King Joachim and his royal family, as well as the prophets including Daniel and Ezekiel, priests, officials, craftsmen, and many other Israelites, until the fall of Babylon and their liberation by the royal decree of King Cyprus. It then took another 140 years for the exile to return to their homeland in three waves, until they fully reformed themselves as a nation united around the will of God as proclaimed in the Messianic prophecies of Malachi. Henceforth, they began to prepare for the coming of the Messiah. In the period of Pepal exile and return, which was to restore this period through indemnity in the form of substantial parallels, Western Christianity had to fork a similar course. The popes and priests, sunk in immorality, gradually lost the confidence of the people. The authority of the papacy sank even lower due to the repeated defeats of the Crusades. The end of the Crusades saw the gradual collapse of the feudal system in Europe and the emergence of modern nation-states. As the power of secular monarchies grew, the conflict between the popes and the kings escalated. In one such conflict, King Philip IV, the Fair of France, imprisoned Pope Boniface VIII for a time. In 1309, Philip forced Clement V to remove the papacy from Rome to Avignon in southern France. For 70 years, successive popes lived there, subject to the kings of France, until 1377, when Pope Gregory XI returned to the papal residence to Rome. After Gregory's death, the cardinals elected an Italian, the Archbishop of Bari, as Pope Urban VI. However, a group of cardinals, mostly Frenchmen, rejected him, elected another pope, Clement VII, and established a rival papacy in Avignon. The Great Schism continued into the next century. 
To resolve this impasse, the cardinals from both camps held a council in Pisa, Italy in 1409, which dismissed both the Roman and Avangon popes, and appointed Alexander V as the legitimate pope. The two popes, however, refused to resign, creating for a short time the spectacle of three contending popes. Shortly afterwards, cardinals, bishops, theologians, royalty, and their envoys gathered for the General Council of Constant, 1414-1417. It dismissed all three popes and elected Martin V as the new pope, effectively ending the Great Schism. The Council of Constantine insisted that the general councils of the church had supreme authority, greater than that of the pope, and with the power to elect or dispose him, and directed that subsequent councils be held at regular intervals. Thus, it sought to reorganize the Roman church as its constitutional monarchy. However, in 1431, when delegates gathered for the next council, held in Basel, Switzerland, the pope tried to adjourn the meeting. The delegates refused to leave, and carried on in the Pope's absence, but to no effect. In 1449, they finally disbanded. The plan to institutionalize a constitutional monarchy within the Roman Church came to naught, and the papacy recovered the authority it had lost in 1309. The leaders of the consular movement in the 15th century had tried to reform the corrupt papacy by setting up a representative council composed of bishops and laymen and giving it supreme authority. Nevertheless, the papacy ended up reserting its full authority, and it had not enjoyed it since before its exile. Furthermore, these councils condemned more fundamental reforms as promoted by John Wycliffe, 1330-1384, and Jan Hus, 1373-1415, who was personally invited to attend the Council of Constance only to be burned at the stake. At that point, the die was cast for the outbreak of the Protestant Reformation. This period of approximately 210 years ran from 1309 with the papacy's 70 years of exile in Avangon through the Great Schism, the consular movement, and the restoration of papal authority in the Roman Church, to the eve of the Protestant Reformation spearheaded by Martin Luther in 1517. Its purpose was to restore through indemnity, in the form of substantial parallels, the 210-year period of Israel's exile and return from Israel's 70 years of exile in Babylon through the stages of the returning to Israel and the rebuilding of the temple, until the reform of politics and religion under the leadership of Ezra, Nemina, and the prophet Malachi, 1517-1520.